You're a visionary and you know all is possible in the Web3 space. I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT enthusiasts who share their tools, tips, and tricks so you can dive even deeper into creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to Freedom with NFTs. It's absolutely incredible the people that I encounter during my Freedom with NFTs podcast journey. Hello, I'm Lauren Turton, host of the podcast Freedom with NFTs, and I have an incredible human that I'm so pumped to share with you today. I would like to invite Rory Triffon from Richard Bernstein Art to the Freedom with NFTs podcast. Hi, Rory. How are you today? Great, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. Love the podcast. Thank you. One of the things that has been so incredible from taking a break from recording episodes between season one and season two is that I've really gotten to know the guests that I'm going to have on season two. And Rory and I have been interacting with each other on Instagram for several months now. And I've been able to dive into their content and find out more about their uncle, Richard Bernstein. And that's what we're going to be diving into today on this episode. So I'm curious to know, Rory, what did you do before you entered the Web3 space? Well, I started off my career on the floor of the New York Mercantile Exchange. I was a crude oil broker, and I was one of those guys on the floor that would yell and scream across the floor to other people. And I did that for 15 years, and it was really exciting and great, but completely unfulfilling. So towards the last 13 of my 15 years, I was looking for something else, but I really didn't quite find it up until I really decided to go full steam and really kind of perpetuate Richard's legacy and, and his art. So tell me a little bit about that. I want to know why were you so passionate about your uncle? Richard Bernstein and his legacy? Well, I grew up around Richard's art since I was a kid. And really on a personal note, I was very sick as a child and I was kind of bedridden by the time I was between ages seven and 13. So at those ages, I kind of thought about leaving things behind in my own legacy, to be quite honest with you, because I was quite sick. So being that Richard was an artist and he left this really huge treasure trove that's really an important social document of the time, but something that he created to leave behind to future generations, I thought was just extremely important that it doesn't get left behind. So Richard was a, a pioneer in many aspects of what he did. He was one of the first people like Andy to do the silk screening, and he was the first pop artist to create a digital piece of art in 1983. So he was kind of the web three before web three. And so it was just incredibly important for me to really get that message and his art to the world. Incredible. And so I'm curious to know, what were you doing with his artwork, with his legacy before you found out about NFTs? So Richard had passed in 2002. And at that time, I was just graduating from college. And there wasn't a lot we could do with the estate. Uh, a lot of artists, when they passed, they 
not only the behind their artwork, but usually a huge tax lien as well. So that's kind of what happened with our estate. So we had to wait about a decade to kind of clear that up. So in the meantime, I had a career on Wall Street and I was focused on that. And there wasn't much that we could really do. But then in 2016, I remember walking up Fifth Avenue and seeing Coach had done a collaboration with Keith Herring's estate. And I said, Richard was really close with Keith. And I felt that Richard's artwork was just tremendous and it just really needed to be shown to the world. So I decided to start cataloging his works. And the first step for me was really to have a coffee table book. And as I was going through some of the archives, I came across a portrait that was left to Richard and it was signed Antonio. And it was Antonio Lopez, but I didn't know that at the time. And Antonio Lopez, for people who don't know, is an amazing fashion illustrator, and he did everybody in the 1970s. So I had contacted the authors and I said, hey, do you guys want to do a book on Richard? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. And they showed me a piece of paper from their desk drawer of the people they want to do a book on. And Richard was number three on their list. So I was like, this is just really meant to be. That's incredible. So you had the book created. And what else were you doing in the Web2 space? in regards to his legacy? So in the Web2 space, I, you know, was reaching out to a lot of galleries and auction houses because at that time I didn't really know what to do. And I kind of wanted to put it in somebody else's hands that I thought could maybe do a good job with it. And as it turns out, no one is really as passionate about Richard's art as me and his family. So I was like, well, I'm going to do this on my own or at least partner up with somebody who was just as passionate. So. In 2018, when the book came out, Jeffrey Deitch, who is a very famous gallerist, he had approached us about doing an exhibition of Richard's work. And I mean, he was the one that discovered Keith Haring. And I was just like, what? Absolutely. Let's do it. And so that's what I was doing. And, you know, I did some collaborations as well. I did a collaboration with Coach in 2020, which was really kind of cool because considering that they were the impetus for me to actually leave my job and pursue this full time. It was great to kind of come full circle and, and do something with them. So that was exciting too. That's so exciting. So now I want to backtrack a little bit. Share with us the history of Richard as an artist. So Richard was incredibly talented at a very, very young age. By the time he was three years old, people could recognize the talent in Richard, if you could believe it. So there were classes at the MoMA and my grandmother, who was a classically trained pianist, wanted her children to go into the arts. So she took Richard and he was doing these classes there. And Richard eventually went to Pratt and he studied under a famous artist, Richard Delinder, who was incredibly important. And in 1965, he had his first solo exhibition in New York, and that's where he met Andy Warhol. There was a art critic from the Village Voice. It was a big newspaper in New York at the time. And so David Bordon came and he said, hey, Andy, you got to come see this young kid who's doing all this great pop art. So Andy came to the show 
and he fell in love with Richard's art. And he also fell in love with Richard because he asked Richard to be in one of his movies, but Richard declined. So Richard was a very handsome man, but he was not looking to be in front of the camera. So, and then right after that, his career kind of took off. He was invited to this very prestigious show called the box show. And Saul Witt and Rauschenberg and Warhol exhibited there. It was a group show. And then he moved to Paris. And in Paris, Fulano Picasso was his art assistant. And he was doing these really cool popper pills. I don't know if you could see behind me, but they're behind me. And so uh, he moved back to the Chelsea Hotel in 1968. And that's where he lived until the rest of his life. He had the grand ballroom of the Chelsea Hotel. And in 1972, Andy asked him to do the covers of Interview Magazine. And so Richard did that up until Andy's death in 87. And he did a few covers after that up until 1989. But yeah, so that was pretty much his career. This episode of Freedom with NFTs was funded through a grant from the NEAR Foundation. To learn more about how the NEAR Foundation is building the future of the creator economy, visit near.org. N-E-A-R dot O-R-G. Sounds like an incredible journey. And I'm so excited to go into the next part of this interview because now we're going to dive into Web3 and NFTs and how you've been leveraging this technology to continue his legacy. So I'm curious, tell me how you first found out about NFTs. What really caught my attention was the Beeple sale. and. I was like, wow, this is like for real, this is, you know, really happening. And I saw that as really being the future of where the art world is going. And so I said, it, Richard being such a pioneer, like I touched on before, a pioneer of the silk screens and a pioneer of computer generated artwork since the early eighties. It was just a natural fit for me to really say, okay, I could really bring Richard's art and his legacy to a brand new audience and have it still tie in and still be relevant in that way that it was done digitally. It was just, there was no blockchain back then. So that really is the only difference. But so, yeah, so I'm so excited about Web3 because of that. And tell us, how have you used NFTs? So I did my first drop um, a couple of months ago, and I did that on a platform called Culture Vault, and we had three images. One was a Grace Jones, which was an edition of 50, and 50 because this year is the 50th anniversary of Richard's first cover at Interview Magazine. And then we did one of Andy Warhol that Richard did in 73 called Warhol Wallpaper, and Richard did that as a gift to Andy because it was a year after Richard was doing the interview magazine cover. So he wanted to give something to Andy. And then the other one was from his computer generated series that debuted in 1992. And it was a picture of Andy Warhol with red paint splashed on him. So that was really my first Genesis drop. And then I joined Super Rare and I had my first drop with Super Rare about a month and a half ago. And I chose another computer generated artwork of Mick Jagger and Madonna that Richard created in 92, and it was for the benefit of the Georgetown AIDS benefit. So Richard had HIV and AIDS, so it was a very important cause for him. So 10% of the proceeds that we'll get on Super Rare, I'm going to donate to an AIDS charity too. Incredible, incredible. It's so 
amazing to look at this artist who had such an impact in the world and to see you, Rory, continuing their legacy by leveraging new and emerging technology. So what can you share for any artists that are from the traditional art world? What advice would you give to them as they enter the NFT and Web3 space? Well, I would say that first and foremost, that this technology is still very new, right? And it's not too late to join, even though maybe you think it is. But I think what's really important is to evolve and to really see the future and look at things and not get so stayed in your own lane. That's one thing I took away from Richard is that Richard was always trying to push the boundaries and push technology as was Andy Warhol. I mean, that's why the two of them got along so well, I'm sure. So for me to look at web three, I look at it in the same way that this is the future and this is where the art world is going. And this is where really the action is and the most excitement is. So, yeah. And what are you really looking forward to in 2022? So a very exciting for us, like I said, this is year is the 50th anniversary of Richard's first cover of Interview Magazine. And in September, uh, there's going to be an exhibition at the Warhol Museum, and it's going to be featuring Richard's work. And actually, it's called The Social Network. And it's all about Andy Warhol and the social network that they created. And so I'm very excited about that. Towards the end of Richard's life, he was writing to the Warhol Museum to do an exhibition and it never happened. So uh, for me to be able to do this for Richard and for his art and his legacy is just so amazing and very, very thrilling. So very, very excited for that to happen. That's absolutely incredible. And I'm curious to know, on this journey that you've been in the NFT Web3 space, what are some lessons that you've learned that you can share with the Freedom With NFTs audience? Well, I guess I would say that not everything is a given. Richard, he had a name for himself and his art is quite famous, but maybe not amongst the Web3. So when I first did my drops, they weren't as successful. I mean, they weren't the Moonbirds, they weren't Beeples, but... You just got to keep on fighting and keep on working and hustling and getting your art and your message out there. And eventually it'll happen, I think. That's a wonderful takeaway. I love when people share about what they've overcome or they've learned on their Web3 journey, because I know so many people get into the space and they see successful stories of artists who are selling their artwork for ungodly amounts, which is absolutely wonderful that they've been able to do that, but they might not see or understand that there's so much more that goes into it than just minting an NFT and it showing up on OpenSea and people buying it. So I appreciate you sharing the lessons that you've learned during this time and so much respect to you in regards to persevering, figuring things out as you go and keeping up with learning about this new technology. As we wrap this episode up of Freedom with NFTs, is there anything you'd like to share with the Freedom with NFTs audience? Well, I mean, I, I just really want to say thank you to you because your podcast has really opened up for me a lot of learning and a lot of growth as far as the Freedom with NFTs and learning about NFTs. So big thank you to you and, and your podcast. I do really love it. 
And I guess to your audience, I would say, keep on creating your art, keep on pushing it out there and just never give up and keep on trying. And with a little luck and a little sweat, it'll happen. Absolutely wonderful advice. I love that, Rory. Thank you so much for being on Freedom with NFTs. How can we stay in touch with you? Well, you could reach me on my website, richardbernsteinart.com. And also I'm on Twitter, Bernstein Pop Art, and my Instagram, Richard Bernstein Art. Wonderful. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. It's been so incredible to show up with you on this format and to do this interview. Learn about you as well as your uncle, Richard Bernstein. I'm so excited to see what you do with his legacy and how you leverage Web3 and NFT technology. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Lauren Turton, host of the podcast Freedom with NFTs. Quick shout out to near.org. It is because of Near that we are here today. They have funded 32 episodes of Freedom with NFTs. So go check out who they are and what they are doing so you can get informed and get involved. That's all for now. We'll see you on the next one. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. Please share this episode with your community so we can onboard and educate more people so that the masses can leverage and implement this technology. And don't forget, get informed and get involved.